Everybody and welcome to episode three forty-eight of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again by my uh, transparent co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. Uh, it's the it's the uh, the flip. It's the packet loss edition. Of the cast. <laughs> I did, but with the it, cast. That was uh, <laughs> that was last week. Yeah, oh, that was really bad. No, but we have a new—it's a new year, new perspective. Um, I flipped the script. Uh, I flipped my setup. I—the past is behind me, <laughs> and the trash is also behind me. That's that's a it's a very uh positive way to look at the amount of garbage behind you. It's just the past behind it's, me, baby. It's all cardboard. Look, it's the. It's my air fryer. It's evidence that I own an air fryer. I don't have the my I'm, my certification did not come in the mail yet, so I just have this as proof of purchase. You know, for ladies, I have an air fryer, <laughs> and is available. Checks that box. We'll get Peter's full list. You gotta get <laughs> the Saturn studs while box. you still can. Two of them are snatched up. <laughs> We'll turn in two years. We'll turn, you know, when I get a girlfriend, we'll turn into the Saturn buds. <laughs> Hell yeah. Some, some guys. Some, some guys. Some guys. Um, I wonder what, what it is with our gener- our generation of collecting boxes. You know, like, like I never threw away my like cell phone boxes. I have like, rabbits. I <laughs> That's why I hold out to boxes. <laughs> I, it was, it was buried in me generationally by by a family that said we need we will save the boxes in case you need to return the item <laughs> uh, especially in the case gotcha. of game consoles oh um, i wonder what i wonder if that's where it's from save the box in case we need to take it back or something yeah. boxes and spare cords yeah because i got i got tons <laughs> of boxes and i'm just like uh, if i when i move you know when i need mm. to pack everything up so i'm like they serve one purpose every five years yeah that Mine. is so inefficient. <laughs> buy a new box. What's wrong with me? It's the, it's the buy I do have that promo. feeling. Like I held on to just huge amounts of miscellaneous cables. Many of them I had no idea what they went to. Under the guise, well, I might need it someday. Yeah, I have. I just pulled out my mouse box. Like I still have this. I don't mm-hmm. need it. It's it works fine. It's passes warranty. I didn't even buy it. A friend gave it to me. <laughs> how many I, but how many buttons does it have, Jake? It's interchangeable. It can be I uh, have this no. box for an SSD. <laughs> <laughs> That's currently in my machine that this program is currently running off of. Um so clearly it's it's okay. Uh, don't throw it away. <laughs> what if you need to return it? I have this this box for a CPU <laughs> like, that is currently like installed your... in my machine. <laughs> your computer is like looking at itself. Like I, if it's a, it's as if like if I bought like a coffin and had it in my living room. Like it's, this it's is like, where I go when I'm gonna die. It's like it's like it's a another SSD crap. that I haven't installed yet. Oh, Kurt, show us the new stuff. tech that you got. Show us the cool thing. I think that's the that, oh, 
that you bought into. <laughs> we uh we had a discussion before the show yesterday. All the audio listeners, uh, check out the show on YouTube, uh, so you know that we're not insane. Because um, <laughs> right now we we're making terrible radio. Um, so we were talking about control methods on PC and how you know the one thing I miss about controllers on first-person shooters is analog stick movement. This is the Razer Tartarus V2. Uh, it was the least expensive and least objectionable design of the ones of, that we reviewed. Uh, of the fucking uh, Matrix interface pads. Of the ones we perused. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm undecided on whether or not I'm keeping it. I've just played with it for the first time yesterday. There are things I like, things I have to get used to, but um, I'm leaning towards it's okay. <laughs> He's beginning That's... to integrate it. The RGB is hypnotizing him yes. on the pad. The razor, the razor disease. Well, is, uh... for third-person action games, I'm still always going to want to use the controller. Mm. Mm-hmm. Platformers too. We we did discuss how it would be it would be possible at this point to um, almost. I thought it was a mouse when I talked about this with Kurt, but we could you could almost bring it to um, one-handed mode with with something like that. You just need the mm-hmm. mouse slide ability. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nuts. We could just uh, put a little track track on the bottom of that. Maybe some uh, some mm-hmm. very low coefficient of friction dust on the bottom. Some treatments on the bottom of that to make it super slippery. Mm, I like it, like skating on ice. Speaking of skating on ice, Kevin McCarthy's skating on thin ice as we come at you live as always from congress uh we're just uh you know between votes of uh of him losing so uh we'll, we'll bring you some updates later when we get it from Paul Polit- studs <laughs> that's that's my, been my that's our other show that we definitely don't do <laughs> <laughs> like every every 10 minutes we'll we'll get a pop in oh they did another vote nope didn't go through and oh. still now <laughs> But Our government is effectively driving with no driver. I have a feeling they'll magically no find the votes they need on the 13th, which is the deadline to set up the things, unless they don't get paid. So, yeah. You know, at this point, I'll take Trump. Let's let's do it. Let's get crazy in 2023. <laughs> let's just light let's it all get on fire. Crazy. <laughs> let's get the man from Florida. Put him, put him back in. Like Give him some more Uncle? power. Yes, the man the from man. Florida. So With my like periods question. between all the letters. And this is more about like just how how the U.S. government works. So the speaker can be anybody, um, like anybody. They can just say anybody. It doesn't have to be a congressional member. I don't think it's what is, specified. Do they vote? <laughs> do, does like the speaker then they wouldn't be able to vote? They're not an elected representative. They're, so is their job just to yeah, be like daddy well, of the their, party? Their and, job is to decide what gets brought up on the floor yeah. for votes. And whip and whip votes. Well, no, that's what the whip does. Well, they tell the whip what to do. They, <laughs> they whip the whip. They use they, the whip. <laughs> they ride the whip. Yeah, they, they use. And they need someone to ghost ride the whip. <laughs> they whip the whip. And uh, okay, all right, that makes all right. So that's just weird that like, yeah, the speaker just wouldn't vote. They wouldn't have any power. They're just. Well, they'd have power, incredible power, because. If it's not brought up power. for a vote, then it essentially doesn't exist. I like it. I like it. That that adds a nice amount of spice 
in the ramen bowl that is American politics. It's just been too boring. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got we got Grandpa Joe, Chomo Joe as people like to call him. And you know Define people. <laughs> uh you know, conspiracy theorists. My people. The people <laughs> of the people. The people's people. The one that believe in the lizard people, you know? The lizard the Chomo. The lizard people's people. <laughs> <laughs> we love it we have fun here we you might be here. the people's champion but i'm the lizard people's champion <laughs> for more information on chomos visit your local police station and ask them for the uh the list that they, they'll know just the list wink wink okay they'll they'll, they'll know just like that. we know that we really should start the show proper and move on to tray watch our trailer review and will we tell you what we're what we actually watched this week no it's a mystery yeah well it's a real it's a re- you have to look re- beneath the surface from our favorite uh from our favorite director rain johnson yeah my boy rain you know how i do i can't believe we went that entire review <laughs> And we, because I never, I never heard his name said out loud. Yeah. So we just. And I'm said, a little dyslexic, so. <laughs> the entire just, time, I was just thinking you guys were having like verbal typos. <laughs> just nope. Like, we just thought his name was Rain. I, 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 had, I, I swear I had it, heard from someone that that was how it was pronounced. Like, I, I don't feel like typo. that's something I would have come up with on my own. Maybe they just got done watching dyslexia. an episode of The Office. <laughs> And they got confused with Rain Wilson. That could be it. The only other Rain that I know of, other than you know the obvious, precipitate. But yeah, what about what about Brain Wilson? Brain. Brain Wilson. <laughs> that's his next. That's his digi digivolution. <laughs> digi- we're like we're two minutes in the tray watch and we've not talked about a single trailer. It's beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> that is how tray watch goes. Those are the best ones. The ones that say, hey, we promise you trailers. We ain't going to give you There's shit. There's not a lot no. of trailers to go over, no. if we're well, honest. They're, yeah. They're, our first train is the plane on Plane Watch. <laughs> plane 2. It's the second trailer, too. I'm off, I'm off the rails on this plane. It's a, it's a feature in CAD, you know? You can... Um, <laughs> some some try to insert it uh, in some sort of two dimensional space, <laughs> and much like uh, much like that, this movie is also two dimensional, <laughs> or at least the characters are. <laughs> Gerard Butler, only the finest in action schlock. <laughs> yeah, at one point had a legitimate career. Um, yes, I I do I do believe we talked about this. Um, I don't think this trailer actually adds anything. Um, I thought it was just funny because I remembered how <laughs> how goofy this was. Um, I like how half this movie is definitely not going to be on a plane. Oh yeah, they'll be on the plane for the first twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, it, I I did not hear that they were rebooting Luke Cage, and this isn't the exact setting I'd I'd see him in. But hey, Luke Cage is Luke Cage, I guess. There's no um yeah, there's no island like um. Oh, what's the what in in the DC universe? What's that one generic Caribbean island? Skull Island? No, <laughs> San Cortado or something like that. Is that where I the arrow that was? In was? South America. 
whatever it was, the place where they go in Suicide Squad and it's in uh, Justice League Unlimited too. Um, okay, I can't think of it, but it's I. Let me see if I can't find it. Um, is, is the name the, relevant to the point you're gonna make? Uh, no, but it's it's funny because it's the DC Island, but it's Luke Cage, Corto Maltese. That's the one. Corto Maltese. Corto Maltese. Um, known for their falcons. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is the Falcon is not in this one. That's a different. It's a different superhero. It's a different company. Um, and this is... We're now on a different trailer. Let's put it behind us. Done. <laughs> okay. Trailer. Out of here. Just, just, like, just like the plan. That's done. Let's talk um, like... Let's talk about my favorite video game adaptation this year. Uh, Gran Turismo. You know what? So. Some say it's not going to be good. Some say it's going to be really, really faithful. Others would say it looks like... A steaming pile of dog shit. I feel... Are we 100% sure it's based on the video game? Because I think Gran Turismo is like an actual racing term that the video game co-opted. I mean, yeah, that's what GT means. And it's like... You made a game about it. Maybe I'll look up more of the roots, the origin of it. But uh, I feel like there's... Most of the community... Understands well, it more than just a video game. Yeah. The um. Well, the PlayStation's PlayStation logo is in the trailer right away. Um. Maybe clued me in, but here's the synopsis for you. Um. Direct. Direct. Sorry. Sorry for fucking popping so hard. But when I saw directed by Neil Blomkamp. So this is interesting. Um, um, the um, ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. So it's the fucking wizard? Based on a true race story. Cars. Yeah, yes. it does say it's an upcoming biographical sports drama, which means this is ostensibly, at least in some ways, if you squint real hard, someone's life. Yeah. So, so Sony's just really proud that they're... Their like racing emulator game got somebody so good that they became a pro. He wanted to, they wanted their simulation seat and they just kept upgrading it and they didn't realize at one point that they were in an actual car. Put wheels on it, including like, a motor man, this, in new, a... this new full movement feature is crazy. So the, the man, my PlayStation's out of gas. The kid, <laughs> the kid's name is Jan Mardenborough. He is a British professional racing driver competing in the Japanese Super GT series. In 2011, he became the third youngest winner of the GT Academy competition, beating 90,000 entrants. He was rewarded with a drive for Nissan at the Dubai 24-hour race. Subsequently, he competed in F3 European Championship and GP3 series, winning a race in Hockenheim. That seems like some like actual cred. Well, so Formula Three F three, I think, is like a lower racing league mm, in terms of probably. prestige. Um, I mean, but he's making a living doing it, so I guess that accounts for and something. He's, and he's acing these, yeah. Well, he it won like a single race. <laughs> yeah, that's ace one. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't fucking know if what career wins look like for drivers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think the cars are capped at 380 horsepowers. 
Yeah. So you'd only fit. So that I mean, many like horses. lesser car, lesser. It's not like it's the greater, the better drivers are driving an F one. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh -oh. I'm trying to find out the differences on those. Well, let's see. No, he had not is. seriously we, raced oh, prior to entering GT Academy. We kind of buried the lead on this. <laughs> and the lead is it's not the lead actor. It's it's David Harbour. He's in oh. this as someone. As... He's not the racer, though. No, he's not. He's the, he's the gruff old guy who says video gamers will never be able to race. I would not call him the main character. <laughs> But he is, just, he is the trainer of uh, Jan. Orlando Bloom is in this movie, too. These are This is like the the wayward home for lost careers. <laughs> I He's in the trade. I can see he's, he's here at 40 seconds. I think that's him, right? I think that's him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I just guess I don't know what to say. Like I know this trailer is them like flexing their the the uh, stabilization rigs for their cars so they can get like in race footage. I mean, like other than like some cross promotional cross corporate synergy reason they had to put PlayStation Productions on this. This essentially is just a Sony Pictures racing movie mm -hmm. which will probably be okay if that's your sort of thing <laughs> i'm also thinking of like how this can be the most oh i guess it'd be normal because it's it's normally like advertised out the wazoo but like not normally you just pick apart different advertising spots like crazy i mean this has to be disgusting with the amount of times they show like nissan and playstation and well i feel Uma. like if you're doing a racing thing you kind of have to show cars <laughs> and cars are branded usually yeah the um i think with nissan though i think part of it was that like he the thing he yeah it was a was nissan like the, challenge yeah yeah and i mean they could have obviously with based on true story literally only one percent of the story has to be true <laughs> um so they didn't have to put any Nissan product placement in there, but um, I feel like this is this is all the Japanese tech companies all all flex. They're just putting their R and D dollars into this movie because it's the end of the year. They have to balance their budget, just like Tom and Jerry last year. I feel like this is or the easiest type of movie to get like um, uh, funded. You know, yeah. they have all these product placements that so you just be like, "Hey, Jack Links, want to?" There you go. Know, be on a car for a bit, and that's why they're in movies, folks. <laughs> Give us twenty grand. The boys discover product placement. Let's talk. I guess we'll talk about you people. The full trailer. What do you mean, you people? I mean this I mean, movie, this you Netflix people. comedy. Um. It's 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 better than the teaser, I'd say. This this like expands it out a lot. Well, yeah, it gives you more, but sometimes less is more, and I feel like that's kind of applicable here. Um, I kind of worry that this might 
be a situation where uh, all the best parts are in the trailer. And it's it could be. kind of blah yeah. afterwards. I mean, they do kind of repeat. I will say they do repeat like the same joke twice. Well, the whole where they're movie. All gathered, they're, the two families are gathered together. And then Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus like starts making a social faux pas. Just starts like going off on a tangent. And everyone's like, nope, please stop talking. Yeah. Yeah, and the dad being like, your hair is neat. Like, that's that's the whitest white move ever. Like, to comment on just hair yeah. being different. Be like, man, braids it's are fucking, cool. uh They did that in Family Guy in, the in like, 2002. They did that in, like, <laughs> every fish out of water comedy yeah. since forever. When something <laughs> is culturally different than you awkwardly pointed out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to be positive um, but, about it, you know. Well, I was so concerned that this movie was just going to be about black people, and now I'm I'm much more uh, pleased that it's got the Jews in it, um, and we're basically just acting out. Isn't like, that two of your least favorite? <laughs> yes, and I'm I'm so happy that they're getting the recognition that they deserve. <laughs> um. So you know, props to them. Shalom. Am I right? Uh, I just can't wait until this sparks like a Kanye tweet about some shit because it's oh just God. got the two uh, heated groups of people in it. All well, three, the almost. Two I mean, we got, of Kanye. We got, I don't really. We got feel... Muslims, we got Jews, and we got blacks. That's a that's not a pot of gumbo I want to be. I I feel on. like that would require uh, Kanye to have a higher degree of lucidity than he does. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he'll make a guest star. Maybe he's uh, not shown here. It'll be the the cameo appearance of. They'll do the dark E. The crucifixion of Yay in this movie. <laughs> this is that's how they come together at the end. They just crucify Yay. Oh, they just all agree that Kanye is a piece of shit. <laughs> so. oh, they have to add that line in there. That's how they come. Oh yeah, I missed old Kanye. Okay, yeah, yeah you're gra- actually cool. Graduation was great. The new yeah. Kanye. <laughs> and then just when they're about to like resolve their differences, Jonah Hill comes in with, "Well, but he made graduation though." <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued in you people too more people <laughs> you people too more people you gotta Just open another race yeah. yeah bring the asians in <laughs> yeah maybe the hispanics oh, we're a thruple now it's good to see eddie murphy in more more stuff get him back in well i think he was okay in um uh was it my name or my name is Dolomite uh, is my name. Dolomite is my name. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of fun in that for sure. He he looked n- nothing like not the, a damn the man thing. He was he was based on, but um, he had a lot of fun, and it looks like he's enjoying this. And it's like okay, sure. Yeah, he yeah. he he comes out every every so often. Netflix will ring him up, be like Eddie, you want to do another movie? He'll be like sure. Um. But I think he he had a hard time getting back into the swing of acting after his brother died. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, and I think it suits him now not to be like the... It seems like he's not being the butt of the joke or the, the comedic um, heavy lifter in this. 
Uh, he's mm-hmm. got he's got Jonah Hill, Julie Louis Dreyfus to kind of lean on for you know more comedic effect. I forgot what the I forgot what the the father's name was, but he's the um, is he the guy from? Uh, Excuse me, um, David Duchovny. Yes. Yeah. He's been what? in a bunch of stuff. What show was he in? Oh my god, the I... old like supernatural show. Was it Super- supernatural? supernatural. <laughs> no, 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 no. The old like it was on like Sci Fi Channel. I remember. Um, X Files. X Files. Thank you. Oh, was he um, Scaldi? Mold. Yes. Mold. Yes, Scalder. So he's on the X Files, known for X Files, Californication, Evolution, Twin Peaks. Evolution. That's Twin right. Peaks. That's where I'm going from. Oh, Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah, also in Zoolander, good. apparently. His career uh, peaked in the 90s, it would seem. (laughs) Yeah, he was a big 90s name. Yeah, A lot of 90s people coming back in this movie, raising them from the dead. This may secretly be demographically demographically targeted. Do you you think we're being cookied? (laughs) All I know know is that all my, my entire algorithm is filled up with Mahjong now. (laughs) <laughs> See, Peter took the opposite approach to privacy, and that just throws so much shit out there that they have no idea who the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah, Google's it's like sending st- out chaff missiles behind you for the heat seekers. <laughs> Google's one step away from being like hot, hot, handsome Asian men in your local area. <laughs> Find them now, because they just think you're like a Vietnamese grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Jake, if you get me that fucking the open topped visor hat <laughs> in neon green, I'm wearing that shit. Does it come in any other color? <laughs> neon pink. I legitimately don't know. <laughs> you gotta become a chain smoker though. <laughs> you need the visor and a pack of marbs, and, then you're set, and an ashtray that you never clean out. <laughs> it's just like this fucking high off the ground. And when I come over, I expect to have something cooking on the stove, wrapped in bamboo leaves, that I'm gonna have Get to unpack sti- and that you just shout and point at. <laughs> it's the it's in the steam that's in the steam basket. Are you gonna you gonna Honey? steam me some uh, balut? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, oh. give it another round of balut shots. Am I right? <laughs> shoot, shoot her a balooter. <laughs> balooter shooter. Got these looters and balooters over here. Got a nice fermented duck fetus and some sake. Oh, yeah. Just let, just let me abort a duck into my mouth right now. Is it any. Is it really that much weirder than eating eggs? It's eggs the well. It's duck the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> duck the prequel. Eggs the sequel. <laughs> it's the, yeah. It's like when they made Lion King one and a half, but for food. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you ever have scrambled eggs, but you know it was crunchy. <laughs> Scr- scrambled you had a little eggs. more eggshell in there. <laughs> yeah, what's a couple of feathers? <laughs> it's good for the. It's, it's good for your system. It's vintage egg. <laughs> Save me the beak. That's my favorite. <laughs> I don't get why. That's in multiple countries, too. This thing Dude. where you just eat a small bird whole. <laughs> right? Because there's the oh, French yeah. one 
where it's the starling where they get they're like they're weirdly like shamed about it so you have to wear a little tea cloth over your head so god doesn't see you eat this baby bird in one what bite what the fuck yeah it's fucking wild what happened to them did, what ha- did the french revolution really go that bad <laughs> they tried to turn time in, into base 10 and that just or it didn't work out they're like let's just make it 10 months it just you can't do that. You know that is kind of like weird. Someone designed time as a system. Why did they pick such random ass increments? I I don't know. It's oh, it's a good oh, question. Yeah, yeah. Jake just they found are it. wearing little napkins over their head. It's because it's because it's so fucking shameful. That's fucking weird. I'd, dude. I'd be ashamed too. CBH. They're What's just the laying on a plate, like on their backs. It's yeah. so sad. What's the name of the bird? I don't know what it is. It's like a uh, startling or yeah, something, right? Uh, bunting. Bunting. Yeah. The Ort- Ortolan bunting. Uh, Eurasian bird in the bunting family. Embizidae. Uh, oh, it's fucking dumb. Well, they better it's hope the that they don't find themselves. Near the Necronomicon, yes. lest their bunting uh, make crack crack the them open, gets cracked into the bowl. Yeah, this is that's actually an excellent segue. I haven't I haven't experienced a segue like this. Well, you know, it, Peter, I'm a pro, so that's just the right. level that I operate on. I wake up, I piss excellence. That's just the truth. It's it's dark yellow. I segue. <laughs> I segue into glory. It's very dark yellow because I've not had much to drink <laughs> while I was asleep. <laughs> but that's just the color of excellence, baby. Gold. You don't sleep with your IV bag? <laughs> no, I have not yet upgraded to the, the IV port water cooler. for my for my drip. <laughs> my my medical drip. <laughs> I want some. Is that the next RGB. evolution of like swag? Is you just like walk around with a bunch of IV bags? Yo, this is my drip. <laughs> I want I want someone with an IV drip to put RGB in, you know, get the water. Put the in. fucking dyes in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm switching out to oil. It's better. It's better for the circulation. Just lubing it up with a little olive oil will be fine. It's extra virgin. My cholesterol should be okay. Um, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. So it's. You remember that Evil Dead remake they did back in 2013? Yep. Well, they decided to make a sequel to that, uh, not call it Evil Dead 2, and uh, go a completely different direction with it. Yep, but it's still uh, Raimi, right? He's He's a producer. Okay. um, As is Bruce Campbell. So I feel like their jobs for this, they didn't want to do any of the story. I feel like they would just come on set, look at the effects, and go... Blood plus twenty percent. This needs to be gorier. More blood. Uh, the red trailer got me. The, it it got me in a couple times. Oh, uh, That was that was rough. There was a couple scenes where uh, when the I, girl got scalped. That was one of them. No, that was like that was like ooh. Yikes. Oh, this um, movie makes me sad now. 
it was the it was the fucking cheese grater i think that did. oh yeah yeah the cheese grater on the leg because i have a box cheese grater like that right. so like, oh no i think that was that was a Raimi classic because it reminds me of something some a wrestler would do in the 90s to get cheap heat <laughs> Like that's a thumbtacks on the floor level of. Uh... Well, if you watch a garbage enough wrestling, they do bust out the cheese graters. Ooh, <laughs> that's the, that is exactly okay. the kind of wrestling I would imagine uh, Sam Raymond would watch. I forgot what the other one was, but yeah, it's uh, it looks pretty pretty horrific in a in a couple scenes. So, not really yeah, sure me... what it was all about. Oh, you're, it's the Definitely. tattoo gun to the eye, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that one's pretty good. That's, that's Dead Space vibes. So yeah, there's there's some sad things here. Oh, the oh the glass eating? Oh, that was, that was one of them. Yeah, there's a lot of gross stuff in it. It's an Evil Dead movie. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Like, I don't need to know the plot of this movie, and it they the trailer makes it abundantly clear that that's a fine thing if you don't care. You're here to watch crazy gore shit happen so apparently before they made this movie there were plans to do sequels to evil dead the 2013 movie and army of darkness that would have led to the two universes crossing over i'm upset now that that didn't happen (laughs) oh the two evil dead universes yeah the the remake and the original original um, by October 2019, Raimi announced a fifth film was in development with, big surprise, their buddy Rob Tappert producing, <laughs> while Raimi and Bruce Campbell executive produce. Wow. What a novel team up. Yeah. Never seen that Let's before. See what this, this it's a bold new direction for the Evil Dead franchise. <laughs> I'm sure they'll approach it with a clear, fresh vision. Um, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm trying to see if this is the same director. That's really all I wanted to. It is not the same director as the uh, 2013 Evil Dead. He doesn't have a whole lot to his filmography. Um, He directed four short films Mm -hmm. and uh, one other movie called The Hole in the Ground, which, as you remember, (laughs) was that... Basically, that one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark or whatever. <laughs> Just a whole movie? Or, or, no, I'm sorry. It was a Led Redder Media thing they reviewed. Yes. The, the pit? Yeah. <laughs> There's a hole in the ground. That's a sp- spooky. Uh, oh, the spookiest. The spookiest thing I ever saw about a hole in the ground was it was made in abyss. Jake, go watch it. Oh, I think I've. Oh no, that was the anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I gotta watch it still. Curry, it's, it's. I, this is. I'm sure that how I perceive this anime is how you perceive all anime. <laughs> um. Yeah, everyone, go watch Man Abyss with the family. It's it's about the, these kids going on an adventure, and it's definitely. All good PG stuff. Nothing yeah. fucked up happens. It's not like it's weird Japanese shit. No sorry. Wouldn't expect. No, that. while you're at it, watch uh, watch Bleach. 
A new yeah. season just, just uh, In- finished up. Get some bleach inside you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was like 12 or 13 years in the making. So, like, like everything that's out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're rebooting it and, and taking their time and everybody's eating it up. Because apparently oh, that was in... that was where the timeline ended was uh, was ten years ago. Now we got we got to get back to our roots. <laughs> thousand year blood war arc. Yeah, takes is. a thou- takes a literal thousand years. Takes it's a thousand it's... years, and and when they come out with it, it's gonna be in four parts, and you're gonna digest it over three, four, maybe five years. <laughs> uh, or not at all. <laughs> or not at all. You'll just watch Renfield instead. Yeah. Um, not sure how I feel about Nicolas Cage getting third billing in the uh, Rotten Tomatoes trailers. Wait, who's who's second billing? What the fuck? The main character, Aquafina, got top billing. In third. What? I'm pretty sure they just list them alphabetically. Yeah, but actually, no, like, that can't uh, be true because Nicholas IMDb has a uh, Nicky boy on on top top as top he cast. should. Top so- dog. It's top cast. Is Aquafina in this trailer? Yeah, she's yeah, in she's the, the beginning. Officer. Oh, okay. Or uh towards the beginning. Yes, yep, okay, yes. Um, what do we see her in last? She, um right, isn't she the Shang Chi? Yes. Yeah. Shang Chi, yes, okay. And she seems to be playing a similar character that I'm sure won't be similarly annoying. <laughs> She seems a little bit toned down in this one. In uh, Shang Chi, she was a little bit unbearable, much like we, her uh, we, water counterpart. Don't worry, Jake. There's plenty of movie yet to see. <laughs> um, because they knew to gave us the well, they saved the goods for the end. Yeah. Um, they they nicked us, and they they said, Nick, you get to actually be a vampire this time. You've been a ghost. <laughs> You've been a fake vampire. <laughs> Check out check out the pictures, the behind the scenes stuff that they put on IMDb. It's just it's all Nick Cage just like wandering around set and makeup. As I'm he's sure he fucking ready. slept in that shit. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like he kind of looks lost, and he's he's just like, "Where's my Red Bull? Oh. I just had my Red Bull. Where'd you put it?" <laughs> that if that's the actual if this is like the actual um, color grading on these photos, that makeup looks fucking great in. In daylight, regular light, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be a little more stylized in the film. This is, oh man, I love these photos, like the paparazzi photos of them in half makeup or whatever. <laughs> and whatever it's of Nick Cage, it's particularly amazing because the last time we got these, um, it was the fucking it was him in the super the pink Superman leather jacket. Y'all remember that one? Um, and now it's this with him in leopard print pants, leather yeah, shoes, and Elvis shirt, and his full Dracula makeup. It is uh, quite possibly a, the most Nick Cage photo that's ever existed. This is Nicholas Cage at maximum power. This, that, wait, that's not Elvis. That's Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly, whatever. Fifties <laughs> guy with the hair. Peter, <laughs> how are you so bad at this? <laughs> I just you minored on, in Peter, music. Your persona was alive. <laughs> yeah, You're, with my your ears. persona was alive in 1950. You should know this. Don't you remember listening to Buddy Holly playing mahjong? 
<laughs> chain smoking your Virginia Slims? What's up? Your diet cigarettes? What's up? Because you're watching your figure? I, re- I remember my first debt to the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. They only took one finger because you knew a guy. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and then Nakami-san walks in, busts down the door, asking for allowance. You say, Get out of here. <laughs> All right, that took a turn. That did take a turn. Uh, well, I don't know any real just language. Like this so I just podcast, or just like, yeah, this podcast is going to take a turn out of that segment. <laughs> we turn now and to, move on uh, to the follow up. Uh, follow up. Um, the last weekend of the year that was uh, December 30th hiding, through January 1st, 2023. Uh, Avatar Way of the Water actually goes up week over week, uh, plus 6.4%, playing in 4,200 theaters, so pretty much all of them. And it's got its worldwide gross up to $1.5 billion. I'm not on the right part of the thing. There we go, $1.5 You know, it's really not that fair. We all know James Cameron has the sub, and he's going down to the Mariana Trench, and he's getting that bar, and he's raising it. He's also striking a deal with Cthulhu. We all know it. Everybody's saying it. I and that's why his movie's doing so just well. Just the power of Cthulhu is mind controlling their minions. Is James Cameron actually like a liquid? Like he's is that his resting state of matters? Like because Titanic, um, Terminator Two, the one with the liquid Terminator. <laughs> And no other examples. (laughs) Did he do the abyss? He did. Actually, he did get his start directing Piranha 3D. I'm telling. I'm telling. That's my new headcanon. James Cameron is liquid at room temperature. I always got to be around water. (laughs) I think he's just uh, himself a uh, T1000. That could be. He could be from the future. I'd be surprised. That's how he gets us all this this dope CG mocap technology. Uh, just show me what he's directed. He's directed twenty five movies. How many of them are with water? Water. <laughs> See if we had the tags. Ghosts of the from... Abyss. <laughs> a. Hey, there we go. Um, which appears to be like a TV movie. What the fuck? Um. Expedition Bismarck is that that looks like they could have some water in there. Yeah, there's some water in there. Uh, that was a Discovery TV movie. <laughs> uh, Aliens of the Deep. <laughs> See, that's what I'm telling you. He was down there with Cthulhu. With the ho- he's been to the. He's a he's whore. The terror board. from the deep. Peter, I was. I've been to the. Trench. I was ready to dismiss your ridiculous notion here, um, but goddamn. He also directed The Abyss and Piranha 2. Um, there's there's a lot of water in here. He loves his water. Yeah, you know, I think in Avatar 3, they should start mocapping the humans too and just overlay a human. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, a, hu- a human CGI, like it's the Polar yeah. Express. How, how, would, how would that be? Would it be jarring? Would that be like the Uncanny Valley? Have, I mean, I've seen. Have you seen the Polar Express? Yeah, it's I terrifying. Mean, yeah, but that's like 
I don't know what Robert Zemeckis was thinking. <laughs> that's not too bad, because that's like still animated enough to where it's like, all right. I get it. Like It's not real. If but your like, question is, I will want... it look uncanny valley? The answer is undoubtedly yes. <laughs> yeah, because the only reason why the, the blue people don't look... Uh, you know, they don't scare us and, and trigger that mm-hmm. fight or flight response is because, you know, well, we know we're not blue. <laughs> we're just like, Except, hey, those are. Well, we, I can't, I'm not going to make another Eiffel 65 joke. Yeah. One one per month. We only I've already made one. We only have 64 left. It's it's true. We got to conserve them. I, I find it while I'm looking at his movies here. um, the movie he directed between Terminator 2 and Titanic was True Lies. <laughs> is there water is that, there? <laughs> is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? There is. If you click on True Lies, the still for the trailer is Arnold Schwarzenegger ducking under underwater to avoid an explosion. <laughs> fucking knew it. Not surprised at all. <laughs> let me. Uh, what the fuck? This me... is Joke Manji. <laughs> Speaking it to existence. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. James Cameron so, out here looking like this, like the fucking lady from uh, Doctor Who, going moisturize me, moisturize me. Um, that's the Nick Cage. <laughs> so Avatar: The Way of Water is up to one point five billion dollars. Yeah. Can it make it to two? I think it can. I think it's got now, a shot now. Now I think it's reachable that we didn't take that dip down. I was expecting another fifty percent drop. Yeah, if if it kept doing it, <laughs> if it kept doing it, uh, but it has yeah. it has quite a bit of room to go down at this point. Um, yeah. Peter, can I can I get that in a mouse pad? I'm sure you can. I think you can get I'm anything sure you- in a mouse pad. <laughs> If you want it bad enough, you have the power. We have the power, Jake. I will. I'll put it in the queue for your birthday. You oh. will get this in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> just pull it out. It'll just be that lady's face on Actual your mouse pad. Flesh. Up yeah. next in second place, uh, <laughs> a scant forty-nine million behind is uh, you know. posting boost the last wish, but it is up thirty-five. In a third percent from last week. So it's got that going for it, which is nice. But beyond that and the uh, $145 million worldwide box office, um, it has an even more coveted honor. And that's finding itself in our spotlight. In our spotlight, yep. Um, I, I'll i make a quick note before we jump into these. I I am one of these real reviewers. I did see the movie. Um so why I, don't you give your review instead of one six step? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll leave I'll make it quick. Uh I liked it. It surprised me. The animation was choice because they're taking cues from Spider-Verse and that was jamming. And the dialogue was uh, the story's pretty cheesy, but the dialogue there's it's kind of fun. They had they had some fun with the writing. I was down with it. And uh yeah, not not a terrible way to spend an hour and a half. Watching this movie twice would have been preferable to watching Avatar 2. <laughs> you heard you it here, it. folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, but 
You need to talk about these other reviews. You've heard viewers. Peter gave it a positive review, but what does he know? <laughs> I know that. I, I, I don't know Buddy Holly. He didn't. He thought Buddy Holly was Elvis. Can you really trust his yeah, opinion where, on Post and Boots? <laughs> where's your lifetime member badge for IMDb? <laughs> yeah, my uh, my ten year award or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but X K G D S R D uh, meets these qualifications. Uh, he has a ten star review for Puss and Boots: The Last Wish. Watch out, Disney. I can't believe how much I love this movie. The animation, the script, the characters, the story. Hell, even the music. Everything about this film is Oscar-worthy. Yes, it's really that good. It's hard to believe this is a sequel to a spinoff from a franchise that already had so many movies. This film blows all of them out of the water. Yes, this movie is better than Shrek. Just do yourself a favor. Watch the film in theaters while it lasts. You will not regret seeing this style of animation on the big screen. My only complaint is John Mulaney was sort of distracting as a voice. I couldn't focus on the character because of the voice. 13 out of 14 found that helpful. Oh, wow. You couldn't focus on John Mulaney because of his voice. He has such a normal and not distracting voice. I got caught in um, digging into this person's background, um, this reviewer. Uh, just looking at, so um, I, I had a question because we have, I have three one out of tens. I'm not going to read three, but I got three one out of tens. One person made theirs three days ago. One review. Puss and boots. Uh, I'll read the that. The one I just read, uh, IMDb, I remember one week, one review. Post and boots. Yeah. Um, this other one, IMDb member seven years. One review. Okay. Post and boots. <laughs> look at look at her reviews. Uh, got post and boots, obviously. Uh, Christmas sweethearts, the gray man, the princess, and then two out of left field, lazy town, ten out of ten, and beat bugs, ten out of ten. Let's go. They probably have kids. Uh, my four year my four year loves this. My two year old daughter loves Damn, this. Damn, I'm good. I'm so, so good. Kinda, I see into people's yeah. souls. Well, I don't need permissions from the family to show them naked. I've seen their soul. <laughs> now that we know the preference of that, they're they're uh, they're one out of ten for Puss in Boots because there's a trend amongst these reviews. But not by that person. We might we might look at that. I don't know. This one's better. Uh, by Mag Dalen Alenick. You got it. Mag Dalen Alenick. <laughs> That's exactly it. Definitely not for children of any age. Guys, this is nothing compared to the old Shrek movies or even to previous Puss in Boots. If I could give this a zero, but I can't. There is vulgar language, absolutely horrific scenes, brutality, fast-changing, aggressive colors, abusive behaviors, etc. What's Some an aggressive scenes... color? <laughs> uh, I, Do I've you seen... want me to answer that? 
violent purple. <laughs> Do you want me to answer that? Because this person might not like it. Blacks or something, you know. Um, abusive behavior. Some scenes are like recreated from adult horror movies. No idea how this was released and got these good reviews. Perhaps bots write them? Hmm. Definitely not for children of any age, to be honest. I cannot unsee what I saw. We were so shocked. We almost left the cinema. Please do not take your kids to see that movie. It is a waste of time and money. I hope this is the last movie in the series. One out of 14 found that helpful. From my insider information, no, this is not. I'm, I'm reasonably. They, they say the word crap three times in the movie. Holy shit! I mean, it is. They actually, this is probably the most swears out of any, like, Pixar, DreamWorks animated thing I've seen in the last, like, five, six years. I'm pretty sure they said is, damn or ass and Shrek. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's in line with that. And I, it was a pleasant surprise. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, John Mulaney, you, you can just call that, call them all crap. I, you go for it. Also, um, the, the adult horror movie comment i'm reasonably certain that uh there's a scene in toy story 2 that's from one of the child's play movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um it's actually kind of like a big trope <laughs> it's for you guys you fucking idiot you dolt it's for you guys not for the kids they're not gonna know what that's from <laughs> you goofums all right um from red thiago uh five out of ten Bland and lame. The essence of the previous ones and Shrek uh, is not present. They put an extra C in there. S H R E C K. Makes it seem more ethnic. Shrek uh, is not present. The scathing wink to the adult audience with adult and politically incorrect jokes, which greatly amuse the parents and adult spectators in general. It is too politically correct and becomes bland with no guts. Um, Wait. Uh, oh, I think they're saying Shrek was the one with the politi- with the politically incorrect jokes and the adult humor. Okay. And this is not that. Okay. It's, that it's gone, that helps reconcile my question. W- woken boots. <laughs> um, technically well done. It has an interesting plot that can please both adults and children, but it lacks the spice. That forbidden humor. The spice in previous scripts. It's lame. A reflex of today's times, with this Hollywood tendency to avoid hurting sensibilities and producing an increasing number of un- uninteresting movies. How I miss the 80s! I believe it is cyclical, and when the ties get loose again, it will fall to the other extreme. It's happened before, while we wait, letting out a huge yawn and succumbing to nostalgia. Reasonable, but not very interesting. I only recommend it to hardcore fans. Five out of seventy-five found that helpful. All those hardcore Puss in Boots fans. We're hardcore. I promise you that. Uh, just I'm... like you clad dude, one. Want you to know he's the first. Um, his nine out of ten review of Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, unexpectedly good for adults and kids. FYI, surprisingly, kids understand jokes aimed at adults. Yes, there are spots of the movie 
where it's hard to know what they understand because ideas aim at us adults. But I think the kids still understood it and enjoyed the deeper parts. Okay, so he's... Yes, kids can appreciate a good story. Personally, the movie was very fitting. Like Puss, I'm also trying to find out who I am and who I want to be in life. This was our journey. The stories have great connections romantically between rivals and newcomers. The stories are about bringing all of us together despite what happened at the past. The stories come together about building a better future for all of us. Let go of your selfish wants and desires. Focus on others. And let's work together for a better future. <laughs> eight out of eight. Okay. Found that review helpful. My man, he got Nirvana right there. He transcended. Puss in Boots. It's transcended. All right, we'll we'll circle back to the uh, the lady with the uh, with the couple of two year olds and four year old and love Lazy Town and beat bugs. One out of ten. Ava Nden Huvel loved part one, disgusted by part two. What a big, disappointing movie. Me and my family loved part one. The first one, you mean? But do not waste your time on part two. It was way too dark for kids. Horrifying. Also, very cheap. That it was 50% animation and 50% drawing effects? Just stick with animation. (laughs) Was very annoying and ugly to watch. Very sad they took this dark and weird turn with their movies. There was nothing wrong with how it was before. You will lose a lot of fans over this. We were watching this in the movies with our... With our... With our... Our. A-R-E. Our daughter. (laughs) There are multiple choices on that one, and they definitely... With our daughter? (laughs) Um, gonna read this like a southern accent now we are watching this in the movies with our daughter daughter. kept putting her hands in front of her eyes this is really not suitable for kids if even even though it should be a kids movie yeah go fix the washing machine (laughs) 2 out of 27 found that helpful Um, if I may interject briefly here uh, you clad dude one has a very interesting review history. I opened it up. Uh, he's reviewed a film since his Puss in Boots review, and I wanted to see if they were all like the same real weird garbagey mush. Mm-hmm. Um, the night before, the subject line is, I'm Jewish and plan to... It was a submitted Christmas. Begin review. Okay. Shroom today. Haven't yet, but this movie inspired me to do it. Probably will shroom and watch it again. <laughs> Oh my! Bless, bless his shroomish heart. Um, finally, I haven't even remember have, nineteen years. <laughs> man, he's been shrooming all day. Hanukkah shrooman, baby. <laughs> he's turned from human to shrooman. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, from Scoot M sixteen, Scoot M sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, six out of ten. Don't see the hype. 
this movie was all right. The animation is the highlight, even though the style they used is just ripped off from a much better movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I, 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 I take issue with that. Uh, I haven't seen the first Puss in Boots, but I would put this one beneath all the Shrek movies, and Shrek 3 and 4 aren't very good. <laughs> the story is fast-paced, but the way it unfolds is very bland and uninspired. The attempted humor missed 95% of the time because it's lazily written and geared solely towards five-year-olds. If you're an adult, you're not going to find much to enjoy in regards to the story or comedy. It was nice seeing Antonio Banderas have fun with the voice acting. All the new characters introduced and their motives were all pretty bad and just seemed thrown into the movie for no real reason since they held no weight or attachment to the Shrek universe. My niece and nephew enjoyed it at least. 6.1 out of 10. One out of nine. So what we can gather from this movie is that it's horrific for adults, but also stories for kids. And anyone older will find it interesting. But it's horrific for kids too, isn't it? Yeah. And inappropriate because there's cussing, I guess. I don't know. That's Puss in Boots. Last wish. Last gasp for the box office here. And third, up three spots, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, up 47.3%. Holland in 5.1 million there in its eighth week. That puts its total worldwide box office up to $823 million, uh, which I think makes it a little higher grossing than Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. So it's it's the middle middle of the pack in terms of Marvel movie money this year. Uh, Whitney Houston. Tight field, yeah. Yeah. Want to dance with somebody. $3.9 million down 16.4%. Babylon down 27.5% in eight more theaters. That's actually not a huge drop week over week, uh, considering how poorly it reviewed. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you didn't have very far to go. It's made $11 million, all domestic thus far. Violent uh, Night is still hanging around for some reason. It's a Christmas movie that people actually went to watch on Christmas. It's true. Insane. 2.1 mil, down 40%, though, as people snap out of that holiday spirit like a drunken stupor. They With the uh, aluminum awakening pole. <laughs> Beat the year back into them. Beat the devil out of you. Uh, the here we got the whale. It's actually it's in the top ten, baby. Well, it was last week, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's staying there. It's increasing so in money steadily. Yes. You know, actually, uh, that's a pretty big theaters. jump because uh, it's only in twenty more theaters, but it's up thirty two percent. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Per theater take of twenty two hundred dollars. That's pretty good. Not, that's not, not too, too bad. bad. How much of January are they going to ride it out? Who knows? They might be able to go all I you know like 10 weeks i think the wide release is january 9th oh okay excellent uh, i'm i'm stoked looking forward to it uh the menu also up a ton uh in 20 more theaters as well yeah. up 62.2 percent uh eight million er, in, into eighth place uh that's made a tidy 73.8 million uh, that did pretty well for a mid-budget sort of weird movie. It was just yeah, a movie. Yeah, 
Um, uh, it should it just should just be stated for sure that the losing money this week was the exception and not the rule. Um, I think the Christmas vacation let a lot more people come to the theaters than they normally would. So we've see, we're when we're looking through it, I'm I'm at least seeing just increases across the board for the most part. Yeah, there are three that were down pretty much and that's it there were a few more scattered in the back half of the box office but yeah largely uh a week to go up because you gotta do something with the fucking rugrats while they're home from school yep ironically it's a wonderful life lost 97 percent as they pull out from their fathom event yeah or it, they close out their fathom event uh fablemans which is available on demand it's uh go, you don't gotta leave you don't have to leave um, but even that was up 39.2% uh, in 27 more theaters. In its eighth week, it's gained theaters. <laughs> I'm sure it'll pull it right back out uh, when it's done. I wonder if these are like pop-up theaters for New Year's or some shit. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they're all they're all adding theaters too, like uh, Black Panther and Puss in Boots. Like they all added like 60 or 20 theaters. The only the only one that didn't was Avatar. And yeah, because there's, it's on every. It's screen. already on every screen. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, Strange World, with perhaps the strangest week of all, uh, losing 150 theaters yet gaining 21.3 percent to round out the top ten. Yeah, that is that is odd, uh, and it's the only one in the top ten to have lost any theaters. Yeah. I've um I I heard today um they were going through some of um some of the biggest losses of like 2022 and uh Disney was taking some L's left There's and right a reason why their, their old CEO movie. had to come out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. And their new uh, CEO got fired on a weekday. That shit does Turning not red. Huh? Turning red I think took a lot a lot of damage even though it wasn't well it wasn't like a theater I release. think that's yeah cuz that one was actually good. From what I've heard, mm-hmm. and people, it was yeah, good, but, but I, I didn't hear anyone money. like go to it. Well, they didn't release like it in theaters, I don't think. Yeah. So you, I don't think they did. I think it was just a Disney Plus release, and it's like, I feel like you might. I, I don't know their numbers of how much they're going up by each week, but like you got to imagine at this point, it's kind of petered off. There's only so many people that, that are like, oh, I got kids. I'm well, they buy up the price, so that's going to help Disney them out. Plus. Yeah. Grubbles furiously. <laughs> Yeah, this is we we're reaching the downswing. This is where I, you know, I send my message back through time to say enjoy it while it lasts. Twenty eighteen, Peter, the golden age. You are living in the golden pre-age of streaming services. Take it for all it's worth, because now, yeah. now we got to fight for it. Well, I mean, I'm borderline. I don't. Or I give do it up. Donut. Fuck it. I mean, I'm about to start torrenting shit again. Going back, if, uh, if I don't have access to there's it, there's one ultimate stream, and it's a it's a really wide stream. It's maybe the size of the ocean, as a, or a, like a bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only pirates are allowed. Ye- yar, <laughs> get some scurvy and some viruses. There are things. better DVR my shows. There are better sites to get your movies from, or so I've heard. Obviously, I would never mm-hmm. do any of that myself. Everything on my Plex server is 100 percent legitimately obtained. That's true. Especially, especially. Uh, I'm pretty ninja sure. Operation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Get, I've, I don't know if they're on. I'm there. pretty we sure I've downloaded the same the same stream from 
from Pirate Bay that was on the Plex. It was like the exact same rip that yeah. had a watermark. No, it had the that. fucking casino commercials and it was the green night. I remember. Some casino commercials. <laughs> yes. It was good. <laughs> yeah. I remember that shit. I was like, maybe I can get it without the commercials. Oh, fuck. It's all the same yeah. one. It's all the same dude. It was the sad times. Like the golden age of, of uh, you know, piracy video downloads was back during the covid times where everything came to on demand so you'd have same day hd web rips so i've heard there was some yeah there was some sneaky backdoor theater that uh you lend a, you, you give the guy 20 bucks and uh he fucks off that's how they do it in chinatown and, uh, yeah why, why aren't the yeah. chinatown rips making it onto <laughs> to the internet oh. i don't know it's a sad day i want that want that to be my my Chinese uh, card op- card collecting stream, <laughs> Chinatown rips. Chinatown rips. I'm I'm pretty sure that well, was the, a yeah, canceled Chinese... Grand Theft Auto game on the DS. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese movie industry is popping right now, so they're actually playing movies. They're like, no, we can't. We got too much demand. <laughs> we got to open. Yeah. All right. So that's that's the follow up right there. Let's talk gaming news. Uh, pretty light week for gaming news, if I'm being honest. Um, we'll begin with some sad news today, uh, with the passing of Sim Wong Hu, who is the founder of Creative Labs, which is the company that produced the legendary Sound Blaster sound cards, uh, that populated so many PCs in the mid-90s. Uh, damn. Passes away, um, how old would that make him? Can you just give me the number? He was born in 1955. You do the math. Do the math for me. Yeah. 21 67. salute. Yeah. <laughs> 21 dude salute. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was the, that was the doom times. Um the RTX 4070 Ti, which is what I always called the RTX 4080 12 gig when they were still trying to make that a thing is out and the reviews are in and it is a bloodbath. <laughs> You're fucking ripping it to shreds. Um, it's it's a terrible value proposition. It barely outperforms in raster operations op- the uh, 6950 XT, which I think you can get now for uh, like 600 bucks. Um, well, 800 on Amazon right now, 829, which is, well, supposedly the MSRP of the 4070 Ti is 799, uh, but there's no Founders Edition card, which means that there will be no 799, uh, 4070 Ti, and the cheapest you're looking at getting that would be for 850 bucks, which also puts it um only like fifty forty nine dollars less expensive than the seventy nine hundred XT, which is a much faster card. But yeah. none of these so, are good prices. Like there are no good deals on current gen graphics cards. Um mm-hmm. if you're kind of in the uh there's good deals to be had on on last gen stuff. Like you can get a sixty seven fifty XT, which uh, it's probably a pretty decent mid-range card for 480 bucks on Amazon. 
that's just one listing. I'm sure if you shopped around, you could find better deals. Yeah, it's uh, it's and this is nothing we didn't uh, touch on a few weeks back. Um, yeah, probably every, everyone's December November saw this coming as being a disaster. Yeah, I think yeah, everyone saw this coming, um, and and now we gotta live it. So just he, go back, heed the advice from when everyone was predicting it because that's what that's what we're gonna say is get a get a moderate card hold, at the same yeah, hold strong for, and don't buy the new stuff because gpu sales are at a 20-year low right now and i think the only way that we can get them to uh come back to earth a little bit with their pricing is to not buy any of their shit at this crazy price yeah maybe econ 101 will kick back in at some level and supply and demand will balance each other out. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Um, yeah. Jeez, how much is like a forty fifty going to cost? <laughs> Are we going to see like a four hundred dollar fifty series GPU? <laughs> oh God, I got no fucking clue. It's <laughs> now with the scalpers. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, yeah, they decided they were wanted to scalp their own GPUs, and you know, crypto's crashing, and we're no longer in a pandemic. So the the once in a generation demand for their product, where they could sell it at whatever price, uh, apparently that's not static. <laughs> just just amazing business. Like it's it is it was interesting to see like a lot of the tech sector kind of go just go full moon logic. For, for a year or two there. And now we're... I mean, in general, the tech sector has a lot of moon logic. Yeah. Um, sometimes it works, and sometimes it groove sharks. <laughs> hey, groove shark was a great product with groove no real, awesome. real way to make money. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> and, then, and then they turned it into Spotify. Pretty much, yeah. Um... So Cyberpunk 2077 won Steam's 2022 Labor of Love Award, uh, pissing Fair. off many players. <laughs> but not you, Kurt, because you knew. I knew. Well, I mean, some of the complaints are just about, like, I'll read some of the quotes. Labor of Love, my ass. The game is where it should have been released at. It only got Labor of Love because of the weebs and the dumb anime. I see. Uh, you put the Dale Gribble voice over that. Labor of love, my ass. This game is where it should have released that. It only got labor of love because of the weebs and dumb anime. <laughs> I do. I do like the game. I do like the game. Uh, now that I think that it's based off of that show. Yeah. So. This one labor of love because of the show and nothing else. There has been zero content added to this game over two years compared to literally any of the other nominees. The game is still trash and will continue to be till the company gets their uh, four heart emojis. So I'm going to assume shit together. Um, yeah. Shocking how a decent animated adaptation can fool so many people into thinking the source material is worth forgiving let alone awarding it as a labor of love. And uh, lastly, Cyberpunk Edge Runners didn't make this a good game. No, CD Projekt Red made it a good game. <laughs> uh, 
That's you know your opinion is trash, and you awards. should feel like trash. <laughs> yeah, is is people who don't they? You can just vote on on games that you don't you haven't played. Yeah, you don't yeah. know about. That's why what Hitman VR got fucking VR game of the year or some shit. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Even though there, I guess there were some of the other candidates were really promising. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, no. People who don't even have a VR rig were voted for VR game of the year because they, yeah, I don't know if they get. They I don't know just if they like voting. To do it. No, you just people like voting. Any, as as the internet historian said, any polls a goal. Yeah. Um, and that's actually gonna kind of wrap it up here. We don't have a like I said, it's kind of a light week for gaming news, so we'll talk about our feature revealing the mystery, even though it's probably in the title of the episode that you downloaded mm-hmm. an hour ago um glass onion glass onion which guys that's onion. the theme of the movie wow yeah oh do you think you they the the, do you think they worked the mystery the whole time do you think they worked backwards from the uh the beatles song <laughs> ryan johnson works keep... sideways from it i keep thinking about this story that i heard about uh, how he originally intended there to be Muppets in the Glass Onion, and how that's a possibility for the third movie. I'd be down. And I just, you know, if I want to live in that serene moment for a little bit longer, it'd be like I that scene. Of... So there's a scene in Thirty Rock where uh, mm-hmm. Jack is talking to Kenneth, and he's like, "It'd be interesting for me to see the world from your eyes, Kenneth." And it goes to Kenneth's POV, and then just everyone's a Muppet. Everyone's <laughs> a Muppet, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I, You know what? I wouldn't want Muppets in the Knives Out series of movies. I would want Benoit Blanc on Sesame Street. That would or be the Muppet charming. Show, yeah. I think that'd be or great. the Muppet Show. Does not matter. I want... Now I do declare you are a talking green frog <laughs> that somehow is... Enamored with this uh, pig <laughs> that wears a dress? Am I getting that correct? This Suan female. <laughs> my fa- the, the my fucking favorite line from Knives Out one. I it just sticks out in my mind. This isn't called no Knives Out too, so you can... <laughs> It's a donut inside of another donut, and this donut hole has its own hole. It's yeah. I don't know. It's just some beautiful way Daniel Craig delivers that line, and he is the he is the shining uh, star in this movie. Yeah. Um, whereas I felt that he was much more of a supporting character in Knives Out and Glass Onion. Uh, Benoit Blanc takes on a much more prominent role and is uh, really the driving force of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I have to wonder if. Um, Ryan Johnson was surprised by how popular that character would be. Well, I feel like if, knew. if if I got a figure when he wrote Knives Out, he had designs on kind of franchising it, and he knew what he was doing with Benoit Blanc. He said, "This is going to be the bankable character. This is my Hercule Poirot." Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone loves a good detective guy. Yeah, so. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, overall, I would say it's a good movie. I did enjoy it. I thought Knives Out was a little better. Um, 
at least, you know, it felt more novel. This kind of felt pretty standard. It felt like a good episode of a good procedural cop show. Hmm. Okay. And that yeah, it's I, it's um... a pretty basic template. They just plug some characters into it, but it was pretty well written and tight. And at the end of it, you're like, I enjoyed that. Whereas Knives Out was a, 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 a at least in my opinion, a bit more novel of a uh, story layout. Yeah, this um, I I I think I enjoyed it a little more. Oh, well, I guess the the bulk, like the the first couple acts of the movie, I def I liked more than Knives Out one, just because um I bias bias alert i was i was a little tipsy when i watched uh, glass onion and by a little tipsy i mean i was into a double-sized long island iced tea for the whole thing screaming at the tv like yeah yeah you go to that hey, island uh, hey dad hey dad they're so crazy dude as the as the little thing is on it solved all the puzzles um so from a looking at pretty things and fun colors and Benoit Blanc, you know, and Daniel Craig's performance was good. I was like, yeah, I was going for it. Um, this is the kind of movie, though, and I, I purposely just glazed over all of this because I don't want to didn't want to try with this movie. <laughs> um, this is the movie where YouTube theory crafters get to have like a field day because they want to like oh, yeah. pick apart every frame of this thing. I've, there, there's a good amount of um. But what, like, what theory is there to craft background here? subtext with like the the Fibonacci sequence or like structural and... analysis? Yeah, like <clears throat> I see a lot of these <clears throat> like video essays. Yeah, on this where, is like, a good like movie details one. Um, like for, there's one I didn't catch for, uh, where um, Birdie J is on LSD. Yeah, in the movie, mm. you can see a sheet I, of it. Uh, I saw it on Reddit. Oh, There's yeah. a movie just on mm -hmm. Reddit. You can see a sheet of it when her purse spills out and there's a few squares missing. And then, like, all of a sudden, at a certain point in the movie, she starts exhibiting all the signs of someone who's tripping on LSD. Yeah. Um, and and by the nature of it being a whodunit movie, like, they want you to be, like, pouring over everything for clues all the time. Yeah, and I felt um, like... And I was like, I, I'll just watch it. I found myself looking a little harder than I did when I first watched Knives Out. Because with Knives Out, you know, the the way they set it up is that you know, like, you see the guy get killed. And mm -hmm. yeah. you know how he died. And then there's another mystery you uncover within that. But for the first part of the movie, it's a cat and mouse game between Marta and the authorities where she's trying to, like, cover her tracks um, as she's assisting their investigation. Um, whereas this was more, I, 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 because of that, I found myself paying more attention here and I, I didn't feel like they really laid down a lot of great clues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this or at I least think I had... think I expected more. This was truly the, Occam's well, murder... razor and maybe there's like some meta thing. Cause that's what happened with Benoit Blanc. Um, you know that kind of clouded his judgment. Maybe there's a meta thing here, but this this felt a lot like I, I don't know exactly the words I'm looking for, but this is kind of weird because a lot of it you have to like kind of like look at in retrospect because of the nature of the way they did this murder mystery. Because you think of it as 
one murder and then it's not just uh you know one murder and uh i kind of like this a little bit more than the first one but at the beginning of this movie you don't really know there's a murder yeah yeah exactly yeah the the uh the uniqueness of it is kind of kind of interesting that's why i say like looking back on it in retrospect like it actually being like a like the entire thing from start to start to end you know Mm -hmm. it was a whole murder Mm -hmm. mystery whereas for the first half of it i was like when's a murder gonna happen i feel like maybe i should Um, watch it it just felt like it was again because because i was like oh this is like a whole um this is like more of a character piece like we're gonna like find out something something shady is obviously going on with these characters and and that's gonna be more the mystery and I was expecting still like Miles Braun to get killed at one point and th- like, like a murder mystery gone wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And then when that didn't happen, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, yeah. How is this going to happen? Uh, so piecing it all together without giving away too many spoilers. Um, uh, it, it was a little bit more of an entertaining ride along the way. And then looking back on it after finishing it, I'm like, you know what? That, it wasn't your traditional murder mystery, but it kind of did in this in the end do the same goal, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, with the, with and without like kind of arresting somebody because I don't like you, you don't get to see him get arrested at the end, which is always like the satisfying thing is, is seeing the bad guy go down, um, and we never really get that satisfaction other than his yeah, and I really well, that kind of <laughs> spoil spoilers. Um, I mean, I should say, yeah, I'll say he, Ryan, he likes to, he doesn't want to do straightforward. Yeah, he uh, likes to subvert expectations. And I was. In this movie, he plays a card you can really only play once um, in in how this movie unfolds. Yeah. So I think uh, before we get into heavy spoilers, I'll just say, I think he manages to subvert your expectations in this movie by not at all subverting your expectations. Yeah. And that's, I guess the theme of the movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I think the weakest part of this movie is not so much the third act, but like the last 15, 20 minutes of the, the movie, the denouement you might say. Yeah. It really just kind of, it fell flat for me. Yeah. I feel like he, he was juggling a lot of pieces and he didn't really know how to land it. And that was the best of the worst like ending scenarios that he could think yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I, cause I don't really know where he would leave it off, especially cause you could have it end in a, in a way where it's very simple and straightforward and whatever. Um, but that wouldn't really line up with all the characters' motivations, and it wouldn't make, make sense with their previous actions. So it's like, okay, we're not going to go that way. So how are you going to come to a conclusion that's satisfying? Because we mm. kind of feel like we wrote ourselves into a corner um, over just like a really dumb mistake from another character. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, so I don't. I think the um, I think the weakest part of this movie was the like the supporting cast. Cause Knives Out had a much better cast and a much more satisfying conclusion. I think that's really a difference for me as to why I prefer yeah, it. Yeah, because 
in Knives Out 1, right, you got everyone's perspectives, and that's how they got to be in the stories. They got to tell their own biased version of, of events. events. Yes. And in this one, the side cast... They're just accessories. They're set they dressing, just, and, largely. Yeah. And you even more than in the first one, you know that like there's none of them that's going to be... like there, There's one person that's of the group that's going to be the killer, but a lot of these supporting actors feel like obviously like no it's not you or you or you yeah it just if you do it it was because ryan johnson picked it out of a hat i think i think if they did more with the supporting actors and had them play maybe their own unique role a little bit more into it like you got the politician you got the chemist and you could have them uh, you know each do their own separate thing to add an element to the mystery, but that never really happened. You kind of just got exposition out of them, mm-hmm. which I mean, sure is information to like the clue sheet, you know, yeah. motive and, and opportunity, but it never really like was satisfying where I think knives out maybe. Did I kind of thought better. this was going to turn into clue because they were kind of laying foundations for different people's motives. And, you know, the whole thing's a murder mystery where he gets murdered and i was like well okay so he's actually gonna get murdered and then the this web of intrigue they've set up will begin to unfurl but they went a different way with it and they kind of i think wasted an opportunity well i wouldn't say waste an opportunity but it made it more difficult to incorporate the other characters into the story yeah because it even more again even more than the first one it was about this the core like you can tell there's foreground characters and there's background characters um and that really it really puts it in the in the clear focus um that being i think overall this was a faithful adaptation to among us yeah the fucking among us joke at the beginning um there was a fair bit of your your front and center product placement also um did it work? No, I can't remember a lick of it other than it was very obvious. Um, whoops. What, COVID? No, I feel like just like <laughs> random products. I don't know. I feel like I saw like a lot of brand names getting flaunted around. I don't. I don't remember any of that. I don't think it was as prominent as you're remembering it. Okay. I don't think I, Jared Leto's hard kombucha is a real thing. Um, I could be wrong. Wouldn't surprise me. This man sure. has a fucking cult, essentially. Mm-hmm. I want. I want oh, to see stuff if like the fucking a, iPad, Jeremy where he's like, "I'll sauce. give you an iPad for," when, and he gets. Well, the that's iPad. what every person calls a tablet, <laughs> even when it's not an iPad. Right, but it was like an actual iPad, though. Yeah. Well. So, and they give it to him for being smart. But anyways, it's it's like that kind of stuff that just like I was like ah, blatant. Hey, let me have another sip of this pretty drink. <laughs> yeah, Mona Lisa. What blatant product placement with this fucking dumb movie? What is this, a JoJo <laughs> reference? Without further ado, maybe let's move on into ado-do. spoiler yeah, season. Sure. Um, and start hunting that white whale. Yeah. So get skedaddle, kids. This is your fair warning. Um, we're going to spoil the entirety of 
Glars on the There were so the first thing I have to say, there were a lot of people in the comments when I watch when I look back at people like discussing the movie, of course there were a lot of people like, Yeah, no, I totally got, but then it tricked me into not getting it. And then I, by the end I was like, Oh, I got it first the first time, gosh. And I was like, Man, I didn't even try. Cause it's gonna it's gonna be inscrutable and I don't wanna spend the mental willpower to figure out something I can just get the answer to by watching it and yeah i kind of worked on well that's half the fun of a mystery movie is following the clues yourself and i did do that a little bit like i I, as we were watching i'm like oh what if like that was the thing it's right there's a show on netflix called murderville and Mm -hmm. uh it's basically will arnett plays a detective and they bring on he and all the other supporting actors and they have a script but the celebrity guest does not and they have to figure out who the murderer is at the conclusion of the episode and it's fun for you to follow along with the clues yourself and and figure it out it's kind of like half the fun here yeah here you know i kind of banked on uh ryan's track record my boy rain i banked on his uh track record of uh kind of pulling it out of you know what you expected least and i really thought that uh they were going to do like a kaiser soze thing where the real, uh, whatever Ed Norton's character, Braun. yeah, Braun. the real Miles Braun, uh, yeah, was the stoner roommate. I really thought the stoner yeah, roommate the was groundskeeper gonna... who was very, uh, who they fucking uh, he did the thing where he made it very prominent, like I'm in the background, guys, yeah. as he like looks directly what? at the camera. Yeah, definite. Uh... Which. That was like a, a I'm faking you out, faking me out. Yeah, it was, you yeah. Out. it was like a, a 3D red herring almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the obvious, um, the lay viewer would probably be like, oh, funny background character. The one who's kind of like expecting the swerve is like, that's my guy. And then he swerves you again by uh, it not being the guy. <laughs> he subverts your expectations. That's what I'm saying. It's like God, this, this was... so Miles Braun is revealed to have killed his former business partner to keep quiet this information about this new fuel source that his company's developed that isn't super tested. It's hydrogen based, I guess, somehow. Um which just means it's explosive. Yeah. It's it's a infinity explosive or whatever. So I mean, obviously, he would have the most motive to kill her, and it's, like, the obvious choice, but that's kind of, like, the whole meta context of the movie is that it's it's the obvious thing. You can see right through the glass onion to its core, um, which, mm-hmm. when I say it out loud like that, kind of makes me appreciate the the idea a little more than I did at the resolution where I'm like, well, that feels kind of flat as a reveal. But at the same time, it still mm-hmm. does kind of feel flat as a reveal. Mm-hmm. I I look at it, uh, you know, with similar light, but also with the subtext that the character Miles Braun is not this genius that the world perceives him as and everybody else perceives him as, but just a n- nobody with no original ideas and kind of just a manipulator to take advantage of situations and I, and things that he sees and uh, kind of put them to his own use. He's a confidence so man. when yeah. you, yeah, when, when, when you see it like that and you just think of like, all right, stupid guy gonna perform the murder stupidly. Like he's gonna leave out like 
this major tell. And I was still waiting for that the entire time. Um, but there, that, that's kind of the problem where like it falls flat like right at the end is that there never was like a, a major yeah there was no like big like, reveal thing that fell know? flat like mm. like the Mona Lisa burning there no, up there was, was no like, Perry Mason moment you know yeah. oh in, you're just gonna you're fact, just gonna hurt him financially you're not gonna like and that's no the gotcha. Mona Lisa that's no like a gotcha. work of art the whole world can appreciate so you're just gonna burn yeah. it down because you're pissed at this asshole like yeah, that the whole yeah the whole resolution it, where they smash up all the stuff and they blow up the house it just felt so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb. I mean, um, I thought there was gonna be a purpose to it when she kept smashing things, but I was like, I was trying to figure out what purpose could like getting a lot of glass like get him mad to confess like, to something or like I yeah I don't really know. Like that, I thought it was the sound the glass or something, right? Well, that was just to like trigger it, but like you could see that it would like trigger and then go back off. So, wouldn't you just need to do it once? Uh, it's like having that repetitive glass smashing doesn't make sense I mean, unless it's just building up a distraction for her to just um, build a fire and eventually, you know, spark yeah. flames near and the. And of course, uh, he's a the, dummy, and he showed the, everyone where the override switch was. Like, yeah. if that's your payoff to the reveal of him being an idiot, it's pretty weak. Yeah. Well, the payoff to him being an idiot was stealing the idea from, um, from Blanc and. Hey, say what you um, want, but using... knowing a guy's allergic to pineapple and putting pineapple juice in his drink is kind of brilliant. I do, I do like that as a. It reminds me. Yeah, we were but... talking about this, and it reminds me of the, um, the leg of lamb. Yeah, uh, lamb to slaughter by Roald Dahl, where the lady kills her husband with a leg of lamb and serves it to the cops who are coming to investigate. Yeah. But the but he he would know that like if he knows that he's allergic to pineapple, they've been friends for so long. He's got fingerprints on the pineapple. Well, it was in his glass. Serving it. So he could have pineapple and be like, oh, he grabbed my glass by mistake. But yeah. they did the switcheroo. Yeah. So there, there, there's a lot of, there's a few instances of him kind of just being dumb. And also just using this like fuel that he knows is very dangerous, powering his own thing, stealing the idea for Alpha, like off the napkin. Um, you know, there was there was that whole Blanc monologue. I won't, I won't rehash, yeah. but, um, yeah, just uh, very simple. I don't really understand like what that whole ending. Nothing was accomplished, was, but, um, <laughs> but I do. I I think where it shows it's like pizzazz and what kind of makes up for it all was like the middle, of the second act part of it, where you think Andy's dead. And they kind of have to replay everything because it was that one burning question in my head was, uh, you know, somebody knows she's dead. How'd she get the box? Um, you know, how did yeah. Blanc get the box? If that's how the Blanc truth. Get there. Like, and I'm like, is this going to so, be a trend where like we never know who hires Benoit Blanc until the end of the movies? Yeah. See, no, that's the actual twist for the next one. We know right away. That, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, he, this is the card that Ryan uh, can play once, which is the trivial answer. Like the, it was, it was not complicated at all. I tricked you into thinking there was a trick, um, which is 
it's interesting for because he I think he wants to like franchise this right. That's there's why at least one more coming. I think it might even be two more. Yeah. Um. So I guess to do it this early on is a, it's a bold move. I would say. Um. We'll see what else he uh, comes up with. Um. I I think it's. For me, like I want, I want this kind of movie, but as just a straightforward like whodunit, and not Ryan's like critique on <laughs> on whodunits as a concept. Yeah, I can I can see that. Because again, it's it's very like the actual um, nuts and bolts of the movie itself. It was good. The location was lovely. The 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 shooting the, cin- the cinematography <laughs> it was legitimately good yeah this isn't an um, IMDb comment <laughs> yeah because I mean there's a lot of great to include the the geometry of the an island filled with statues that are lots of different shapes allow you to kind of shape your shots in a lot of interesting ways yeah there is obviously the man with the gun you know Brown with the gun and that whole framing of the shot there um excellent yeah like uh, on a technical they, level it's a well-made movie and it is enjoyable for the most part but i feel like with a mystery I'm, I'm splitting hairs here i'm not saying like this is a five and knives out is an eight like this is like a seven and a half and knives out is like an eight yeah um i should we should also mention that um the they do all the big dramatic finishing stuff and the cops are gonna come and there's going to be nothing actionable here. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the the whole premise of blowing it up is like, oh, this is the big reveal of your fuel source, and everyone knows it's dangerous now. It's like, you committed arson. <laughs> he can committed say and that what, I was yeah. vandalized and sabotaged. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing... That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole ending was so pointless. Like, nothing was accomplished with that, <laughs> except a modicum of personal revenge. Which I'm sure he has it all insured, yeah, I, so we'll get all back. <laughs> I mean, you could you could argue that maybe that the uh, the Mona Lisa was what will will bankrupt him now that that's burned up or something. But um, you know, I'm sure he much, had it you know, insured, uh, and he's gonna make money on that deal. <laughs> you know, if the you know what I see the other thing about this is like as we do these, I have all these great ideas, and then. It, they don't show up in the movie. I'm like, oh man, that would have been so cool. And what about this? Like, the Mona Lisa also has like a photograph, or like it takes a snapshot of anyone trying to, um, like steal it or something. The napkin you know, like being a, behind the Mona Lisa would have been interesting. That would have been fun, or just so you know, to catch a thief or whatever trying to steal it, and then you use that to take the picture of the original napkin. Yeah, and get photographic evidence there. And yeah, have the I, I and have like, the groundskeeper Mr. cleaning it up after you know and cleaning up the wreckage. Was that his role? Has... I don't think he was the groundskeeper. I just think he was living there and he was just a dude. Maybe he was. Yeah, he was. He was just a friend. He said he mentioned in the beginning he was like a uh, a friend who's he's just going through some stuff or something like that. He's going through some stuff. Don't ask about it. Which again is the like, oh yeah, pay no attention to what's going on over here. But I would have liked to have known, even if that wasn't part of the greater reveal. I want to know what his deal is. <laughs> yeah. Why is you like fun, this? His whole his payoff was uh, 
Benoit Blanc is he's like smoking with him in one scene, yeah. drinking with him. He has two payoffs. Uh, when uh, Andy's sister uh, is searching for the envelope, she runs into him about to spark up, and he's like, "You want some?" And then he smokes a cigar with Benoit Blanc at the end of the movie. Uh, Benoit Blanc is the best part of this movie. I they do a really good job of uh, demonstrating his ability as a detective because you know this grand murder mystery he's planned out. Uh, he gets done explaining the rules and he's like, "Can we guess now?" He's like, "The murder hasn't happened yet," and he instantly solves it. Like that's a good way to show his capabilities as a detective yeah. without saying like he's the world's greatest detective, even though they did do that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's like your that can be your subversion of the of the thing right is where um you know he's he, that's that's almost Ryan Johnson saying look here here's your who done it wow he solved it how amazing you know and it's done but it's done in a good way where i like i i enjoyed him just running through it yeah. in cuz he forward. he really makes a meal of that scene and daniel craig's a good actor so it just it works well. The cinematography is great. The timing's great, and it's punctuated with that with the arrow right at the end. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that was that was an excellent scene. That's why, that's why I thought that's I was where like, the movie oh, peaked. And I was like, I was hoping, yeah. you know, because there was still a lot of time left. I'm like, oh, like yeah, more of this place. And then there was no more I of thought, that. <laughs> I thought the peak of it was was around when they revealed that um, Andy wasn't Andy, but. Andy had a twin sister, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's really dumb." But like, it was I didn't intriguing. It, so is it really but that it dumb? Didn't really, I mean, it's hard for me to say it didn't really lead anywhere because that's the impetus of the whole movie. But like, mm-hmm. the impact of it not being Andy mm-hmm. is not super heavy. It also, which is weird to say, because the I whole mean, movie's also, about Andy's murder. <laughs> yeah, but but I also it made me look at everything that happened before with different that, contexts with like yeah so you're like you understand the dirty look she got from the thing and you're like why did he say that he's so happy you were here like you knew he was dead what's going on about that <laughs> yeah and, and 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 also like how benoit blanc is is acting kind of like yeah squirrely acting kind of weird like how do you get the invitation because kind of you see a woman you presume dirt. to be andy uh, smash yeah. her invitation with a hammer in the beginning of the movie. And, yeah. I mean, that's a good, it's a good double, double uh, implication there. On you know the first time around, it's the estranged um, friend. Second time, it's the sister. Yeah, 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 yada yada. Um, you know, it, and it, it sets up this um, this idea in our head. I mean, it really solidifies because like it makes sense, and it's like. We're almost we're almost drawn into it because they're kind of spelling it out and it makes a lot of sense to us um, that oh yeah no there is somebody like behind the scenes trying to kill Miles Braun like they definitely repackaged it and sent it to him and and all this and they're trying to like pull a fast one on him whereas you know that otherwise we would never have you know needed to know that information and then have that be the wool that's pulled over our eyes and. And get let in on it halfway through the movie or three quarters of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I'll say this: 
um, last thing about this movie. Um, it's it's a beautiful. It is also a beautiful little little trick he can pull. Is that he can put as much cliche shit as he wants in this movie. He could have had the butler do it. He could have literally had the fucking butler do it. Yeah. Um, and he would have said, oh, see, but it, this movie is about dumb cliche uh, things and how it's way, way too straightforward. Um, so I tricked you the whole time. I got you. Mm. Like with the twin sister thing. Like, oh, it's a, oh, it's her identical twin is like a soap opera yeah, level reveal. Is. Yeah, which I had never like seen done in like an actual movie of any esteem. So. so I guess yeah. it kind of is novel there. Uh, like I said, yeah, there's there's stuff to like about this movie for sure, and I did like the movie overall. I want to emphasize that I would recommend it to a friend, mm-hmm. um, but but not to an enemy. Uh, you, you see, I think that's a that's more of a condemnation of a movie if you'd recommend it to an enemy. Like, I'd recommend all my enemies go and sit through Fateful Findings. Yeah. Or... All my enemies go see Moon Crash. All my friends go watch (laughs) Moon Fall. All my friends go watch Pig. Next Twinimas. All my enemies go watch (laughs) Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. Another twin movie. Um... But yeah, so I, I would recommend this. I just, I felt that the first movie was stronger. Um... Or at least was more satisfying. Uh, the cast was certainly stronger. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I look forward to the next installment. There is a Knives Out three. It's in development, and um, I uh, we'll see, we'll see, see how it goes. What kind of bullshit he's got for us this time. Yeah, like yeah, they're always entertaining. Yeah, uh, you you will you could there are worse movies you can watch. Um, for sure, like Avatar two. Yeah. I'd skip skip the Avatar two trip to the cinema and uh, get in your jammies. Glass Onion has more layers than fucking Avatar 2's story. It's a little uh, less uh, by the numbers, even <laughs> despite being a movie about having a story by the numbers. All right, so that's that's our review of Glass Onion, and that's going to be a wrap on episode three forty eight. Um, speaking of our Avatar two review, that is a YouTube exclusive. Uh, because I mm-hmm. lost the audio, <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, that's up on YouTube right now. You can check out our YouTube channel. Um, just search Saturn Studs. Uh, you'll get maybe a couple tutorials on how to place uh, the studs on a uh, Saturn vehicle, and then you'll find our stuff. <laughs> it's just that simple it's just just that simple um so check that out that's where video versions of the podcast are i don't i haven't plugged these in a while but we do do for the most part every week video editions of the podcast it's a little more visually interesting than just listening to the audio but it's mostly our faces so your mileage may vary on how much you enjoy that But sometimes you also get to see the trash pile. So you do. You get to see the trash pile, all my my holding up of my various boxes will be captured. <laughs> you sometimes even see like the things we're talking about, the memes we're discussing, and the and some of the things yeah. that trigger our rabbit holes, you can visualize them. Um you can... and every now and then we'll do a beer counter. We'll see how many how many drinks we get through. Yeah. Uh, De- definitely. We do that almost never. Never once have we done that. <laughs> No, you at home at the people oh, at home. Oh, they get to. Get, they can drink along. We with give us. you a job. It's a little fun. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you have to comment how many. And if you're wrong, you're fired. <laughs> and you can never watch the show yeah, again. Yeah. It's you're a uh, blocking you. It's a dangerous gambit of how to I'm grow your audience. Bread grammar clause. <laughs> uh all right. Alrighty. We'll see you on Again, that's a wrap. The next one. Until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye bye.